Welcome to this new episode of the Women in Technology Spotlight. I'm so glad to have you all with us. Today, I will be talking to Pamela Utsumakili. She is an information technology strategist and on the way to becoming a cloud solution architect. Welcome, Pamela. Um, hello, Dr. Babajide. It's nice to be here. It's such a joy to have you on this program. Um, let's kick it off with you telling us a little bit about yourself, who you are, Pamela. Okay, so I am Pamela, um, I'm Nigerian, and um, I grew up in Lagos State in Nigeria. Um, so I tried my best to speak Yoruba at school, but I definitely failed at that. <laughs> so um, it's, a work, it's a work in progress, really. So um, my childhood was really interesting. Um, at a young age, I picked up an interest in arts. Um, I started designing things, drawing, you know, I was really so good at intro tech. So when I got to the point where I had to choose if I wanted to go into art or science, I just picked science because I felt it was easier to deviate from science into other things. And um, so that was it for me, really. Um, high school, after high school, it was um, very easy for me to decide what I wanted to do. I was exposed to um, computers at a very young age. So I was pretty, um, when, my, when my mates or my colleagues or my schoolmates were deciding if they wanted to study medicine or law, I just already knew that, yes, I wanted to do something that had to be related with computers. And um, my parents were very supportive of this. So instead of writing um, JAMB or the normal um, university entry exams, um, I was enrolled in a, a computer college. So that was my first exposure to IT. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's pretty much it for me. <laughs> Except you want me to go on and talk about you no, and the rest. I have a couple of questions because that's so interesting. A lot of interesting things in what you told me just now. So one thing is I gather you're a very creative person. Obviously, you say you, you like to paint and, and, and all these things. But then you decided to go into science and computer because you uh, thought this would be easier I don't understand <laughs> <laughs> okay so um I liked I liked computer so it was like this my aunt had a computer school and mm -hmm. she was really my mentor at that point then mm -hmm. I had another mentor that was artistic as well then he also is a guru in information architecture so um it was more like oh you can paint you can draw you could also do all these things if you had a computer as well Mm -hmm. you know so it just clicked I said oh okay that's fine you know there's the graphic design and the rest um and it was more like okay you could be an artist and you could also be a tech genius mm -hmm. you know so it was really easy for me it didn't really interrupt my creativity because while I was um programming or learning how to program or code I was also designing clothes for my friends you understand making recommendations for colors for people to use on different things and um i think it's something that just came naturally to me so it didn't it really did not affect my studies per se it was something i just enjoyed doing at the side so now it's more or less like a hobby it's something that just comes to me naturally mm -hmm. i love just love the story and that's why I'm, I'm i'm doubling down on this because you know usually you have this picture in your head that people are either into stem like uh, you know science and technology or oh, they are okay. creative but you know mm -hmm. seeing or showing that you can be both and you can have both in your life I think that is very important because I feel that will encourage more women to actually choose this career because 
And the other thing that I found really interesting is that you said your aunt had a computer school. This is also so uncommon because, you know, we all think that uh, computers is something to do with men, right? Oh, oh, no, no, no. She had a computer school. She was really good at what she did. She had um, a job with an oil company. And at the same time, she had a computer school. So whenever we were on vacation, she would just like pick myself, my brother, everybody she could lay her hands on and say, Yo, now come sit in front of the computer. <laughs> <laughs> so it was really interesting um, growing up in that kind of environment. Um, I, like I said, I was really fortunate to have parents that encouraged me. I never came from that kind of home where your parents would go like, oh, you must be a lawyer. Oh, you must be a doctor. My parents were more like, okay, what do you want to do? And mm -hmm. it just encouraged me to like, you know what, this is what you want to do. Okay, no problem. Just chase it. Then I also had good mentors from a very young age people that helped me craft out my career path and they just made sure that everything um I did was aligned with my abilities they recognized that I had these um, talents and I had these skills and it was just very easy for me because I had I was surrounded by these people yes and Sounds like you were really lucky. And let me talk a little bit with you about your parents because they sound very modern. We know Nigeria parents. They want you to be yes. a doctor. Exactly. <laughs> so having parents that will allow you just to choose something that you enjoy, that is not, not necessarily um, something that everyone has, right? So what do your parents do? Okay, so um, my, mom, uh, my mom started out with a career in sales. Mm -hmm. You understand that at some point she chose to um, pursue her passion. She loves cooking, you know? Mm -hmm. So she actually traveled out and she studied catering and hotel management. And she came back with a very, a very, very good certificate for it. Mm -hmm. So um, she had an interesting career. Even you'd expect that since she came back with um, a certificate in um, catering and hotel management, she would... Um, just start a catering school or something but no not my mother she went ahead to become a manager um, <laughs> and she, you know so my mom was always a career person mm -hmm. career person and growing up I watched her like you know build her career and she wasn't held back by anything and she just was an achiever she just kept going and going you understand mm -hmm. then my dad my dad was a very radical person as well my dad um, studied cinematography um, in Iowa Mm -hmm. in the U.S. So uh, my dad was also very, um, he's late now, rest his soul. My dad was also um, a very artistic person. My dad could draw, mm -hmm. you understand, he could paint. I remember growing up, he'd help me with my fine arts assignments mm -hmm. and the rest. So yeah, that's it. So that is, uh, you know, your parents sound a bit atypical for Nigerian parents, you know, especially <laughs> Uh, with your dad being very creative and also an artist, you know, most Nigerians try to, you know, they're very down to earth. It's about, you know, first making a living and, and making yes, money yes. and, you know, so this yeah. is, but what I also hear is like, you have this strong women in your uh, history, you know, you have your aunt, who is, uh, sounds like a very strong woman, your mother, she sounds amazing. So do you feel that this has, um, you know, uh, kind of shaped you as a woman? Yes, yes. I forgot to mention my grandmother as well. She was a fashion designer mm -hmm. and she designed for the likes of Leventis back in the days. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, yeah, I grew up around strong women from my aunts to my mom. I grew up waking up in the morning and seeing 
the women in the house getting dressed, wearing their suits, mm-hmm. wearing their high shoes, getting into their cars and going to work. So it was, yeah, it really affected me because it was just a standard mm-hmm. that had been set that I had to meet up with because like there was nobody lazing about. Um, you know, these were women that would go to work and still come back on time. Uh, make sure there was food in the house for the young ones, you know, still make out time weekends to take us out shopping, Mm -hmm. you know, do a lot of things with us. So yes, I had a lot of strong female figures in my life. And um, these, and it's, it's wonderful because um, yes, I grew up in this family, but I also made a lot of friends that were also affected by things they saw my mom and my aunts doing, you understand, till, till today, I still get some of my friends asking, oh, that your aunt that worked in so, 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 please, where is she, you understand, they always admired this women, like, I, yeah, you're right, all the women in my family were basically go-getters, mm-hmm. you know, I had an aunt that had a PhD in pharmacy, you know, so... Yeah, I come from a family with strong women. Yes, that's true. (laughs) I like that you mentioned that they were not just role models to you, but also to your friends. And that brings me to something so important. I think all of us, we need to have very good role models in our life to achieve, you know, there's uh, our own goals, you know, for you now, you're... Uh, being in in, uh, in in IT, which is a very male-dominated field, I think it actually co- helps you being, you know, um, a strong woman, right? Because you know definitely. your worth, you know what you want to achieve. Definitely. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Especially in the Nigerian space, you know, there's a lot of progress has been made, but I think there's still a lot we need to do every time. I go on the internet, on social media, I see so many women achieving. I can't remember all their names, but you just go on LinkedIn, go on the internet and you see, oh, this lady created this app. This lady is a product manager and you listen. This lady is a programmer. I have a friend, um, her name is Tammy Tokwell at Um, This lady creates robots. And sometimes I just look at her and I go like, how do you do this? <laughs> and she goes like, come and light this and I say, uh-huh. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yes. that's, that's an interesting yeah. point you just made because I also see that because I have a lot of Nigerian connections on, on LinkedIn and I'm seeing so many very interesting and intelligent women in the space who are now, you know, um, do, achieving all these great things. And I think this is amazing, especially because, you know, in Nigeria and in Africa, we need uh, this this kind of, of entrepreneurship and also this kind of uh, motivation to, to create stuff. So that's great, actually. And uh, I would love to talk to your friend, Timmy Tope. <laughs> oh, no, definitely. I can, yeah, I can have him. Not a problem at all. But you touched on something that I have been thinking about because you said, yes, and in this Nigerian world, and you also talked about your, your mother and your aunt who, you know, worked in their jobs, you know, basically filled this role of, of um, a businesswoman, but then came home and also took care of, of the children and all that. And this is the kind of society that we do still have in Nigeria a lot, that the women have this double burden. Um, is that something that you feel um, is an obstacle when you are trying to make a career in, or do you feel that men have become more supportive? Okay, so... Um... It, it goes two ways. You know, we hear a lot of sad stories all the time. And at the same time, we hear a lot of good stories. So I think with the way the Nigerian economy 
is going and with things happening in the world, a lot of people have realized that um, women can be so much more than the stereotype we see every day. You know, a woman having to be responsible for the home front while also bringing in money, mm -hmm. you know, to the family. So um, what is going on is that, um, Things are changing, you know. There's we had the conversation about the millennial, the millennials, the generation Z. And um I think now a lot of young people getting married know what they want. Mm -hmm. And there's this um there's this understanding between a lot of people getting married or going into this marriage thing. And they're like, you know what, this is a journey for two people. Mm -hmm. Um, we have to understand each other. So a lot of um, compared to what we had before where the men were just so nonchalant about the amount of things women do, how women feel. We have a lot of men actually doubling down and looking for ways to support their wives. Mm -hmm. You understand? People are um, getting the help where they need the help. You know, before uh, a young couple getting married and having someone coming in to cook for them, you probably get a mother-in-law saying, oh, God forbid, you cannot cook for my son. Mm -hmm. You know, that kind of... Mm -hmm. You understand, but we have um, a lot of homes now where you see men actively working so hard to take that burden off the women. I'm, I've been fortunate enough to meet people that do this. And, you know, it's so encouraging it's so inspiring but at the same time we also have people that have not realized that the wife is a partner mm -hmm. and not a slave yeah you get so that's how I feel about it I feel um I feel things will change things are changing a lot of women know what they want now and they're ready to make sure that they get what they want you know it's so sad because um, a lot of women too are kind of powerless. They're based on the kind of homes they come from, the kind of upbringing they've had, where they um, they come from homes where they tell them, okay, um, this is as a woman, this is your responsibility. You should do this. You should do that. Then the man ends up getting exempted from doing a lot of things. Um, so uh, it, there's a good part. There's the bad part. But I will definitely say one thing that like there's a lot of awareness now, and a lot of men are willing to help their partner to make sure you know there's sanity in the home let me put it that way there's sanity <laughs> yeah. that is good. sanity in the home that is a good uh, way to put it and I'm very glad to hear it though because I feel that um you know especially if you're working in IT you're working in Nigeria you have enough obstacles you know you need someone who is supportive <laughs> a lot really a lot and that's something I want to touch on a, a little bit you know the obstacles you face as a woman working in tech um, because that's a, I think it's a global issue. It's not just Nigeria. But um, let's let's go back a bit to to your journey. You were lucky. You had this role model. You had your aunt, and you knew you wanted to do something with computers. Um, so um, let's talk a little bit about what fascinated you about you know this whole um, computer science journey and and how you experienced it. For example, how was it at university? Were there a lot uh, at the college you went to? Were there a lot of men or were there also women? Did you how did you <laughs> feel when you were going on that journey? Okay, so well, I I know you'll find this very interesting. So let me start. Okay, so when it came to um, like I said, I went to a computer college in Nigeria. It's called Aptec, mm -hmm. and um, I will say that my second mentor, I think he's more like my first um, mentor because he is someone I still talk to now. 
Um, he's a very important person in my life. And um, he went like, you have a very logical mind, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay. But I know you're interested in computers, right? Okay, so how about, what do you think about this? And he spoke to me about IT. And he went like, career in computer science would be nice. You could start out with that. Then when you get older or you get out of school, you could decide what you want to focus on. You could focus on multiple things at the same time and see which one really appeals to you. So that's how I got into Aptech, really. And when I got into Aptech, um, we had a lot of women in my group. <laughs> really? that's good yes yes we had a lot of women it was balanced I feel I can't remember the exact numbers but I feel like if we were 20 in that batch we had 10 women and okay okay yeah so 10 ladies because okay mm -hmm. we're quite young mm -hmm. yeah we had a couple of people come from um, the university in Lagos as Unilag so they were on summer vacation and they just decided that they'd use that vacation to come because they were studying computer science already mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. they just decided to utilize that vacation to come to Aptech. So starting out there, there were a lot of women and there were men. Like I had a lot of female friends and guys. So everybody was just neutral. There was no discrimination at all. Okay. You understand? Mm -hmm. So that was very interesting for me. And I think at that point, I took it for granted that I was seeing ladies there, but I didn't really know. At that point, I hadn't realized there was that issue with not a lot of women being in tech because I was surrounded by women. So it was just normal. We had ladies studying um, the programming part of IT. We had graphic designers. I had a lady, Bola. Bola was into animation, you know? So it was really a very interesting place. So um, I finished off with my advanced diploma in software engineering. Um, I tried getting, because that's like an equivalent to a BTEC. Mm -hmm. You understand? So I tried getting into uni, but some things just went wrong. That didn't work out. Um, so um, the other option was to travel to Ukraine mm -hmm. and start all over again. And yeah, so at that point, I was like, you want me to start all over again? Why? Why? <laughs> you know, but I just took it and yes, I found myself in Ukraine, you know, oh so God, I really, <laughs> yes, yes. So I went to, I got to Ukraine 2009 mm -hmm. and I spent a year learning the language. So I was in the Eastern part of Ukraine. Ukraine, the part with a lot of chaos right now. Mm. And um it um, the eastern part of Ukraine, the main language there is Russian, mm -hmm. not Ukrainian. So I spent a year learning the Russian language. And after that, I started out um, my first year in computer science. So um in the university, there were a lot of ladies, like my university was um East Ukrainian National University. So what that university is known for is tech. You know, they had the normal biz admin faculties and the rest, but it is known for technology. Mm -hmm. So um, in my corpus, like my faculty, the call the buildings corpus, in my corpus, it was um, predominantly ladies studying computer science, software engineering and the rest. And we had a lot of ladies. Mm -hmm. You'd see the things they do and you just go like, wow, <laughs> wow, you know, like, they really encourage their women over there to, like, they're so good in tech, and they encourage their women over there to take up um, tech courses. And um, I was in a foreign group we had because we were studying in English. Mm -hmm. So they, there was a group for foreigners, and we I think we were about 17, and I was the only girl in that group. <laughs> 
Wow. Yes. So at some point I had the lecturers feeling sorry for me all the time. Oh, you you want me girl? You know, so um, at that point, I just made up my mind that, look, I might be the only girl, but I'm not going to be a slacker. And mm-hmm. uh, I showed up for every lecture. I took all my tests, took all my exams, participated in events, mm-hmm. you know, almost represented the school at some point in another event. Um, but I think I felt sick or something, so I wasn't able to meet up. But yeah, like I was very active in school. I tried my best to participate in every event available. I made presentations. I made a lot of friends. School was wonderful. Anytime I needed help, I'd go to my um, Ukrainian friends. They'd explain things to me. Um, they were very helpful. School was wonderful, if you ask me. This yes. is such an interesting story. I knew that there were a lot of um, Nigerians uh, that went to Ukraine, you know, and studied there, but I didn't know that it, you were one of them. This is such an interesting story. <laughs> wow, what a journey. And also, I love the fact that you had so many women around you. So it took until you started working to realize how bad the situation was. Yeah, a lot of my lecturers were actually women. Wow, this oh, is awesome. so. Yes. So um, they made the journey easy and um yeah so uh, I graduated 2014 mm-hmm. with um bachelor of science degree computer science mm-hmm. yes finally studied computer science and yeah I got a first class wow. congratulations so, <laughs> thank you very much <laughs> so um that was um the beginning of my journey then I came back to Nigeria immediately for the NYC program after that, so um, where I served, I was an IT support officer. So I was still programming then. I did, at that point, I decided, okay, let me try out programming, you know? <laughs> so I was programming, I was programming in C++ and Java, but at some point I was getting bored, but I told myself, maybe it's because I haven't gotten a job yet. I'm just practicing. And when it got the time came for me to get a job, um, I had a couple of interviews and, um, now that's when I encountered the first problem. Uh, I'd go for an interview and they'd be like, oh, you have okay skills, um, nothing so spectacular, but yeah, yeah, okay. And why would you want to program? We don't need somebody like you sitting at the back. We need you to go out. You need to be in sales. <laughs> And, I, and I'd go like, I did not go all the way to Ukraine to study computer science and you're pushing me into sales, you know? So I encountered that a lot of times. So eventually I gave in. Um, I had a talk with my mentor about it and he went like, you know, IT is not just programming. There are different spheres in IT. And he spoke to me about a lot of options then we spoke about IT strategy and that's when I picked it up. And he was like, for IT strategy, you have to pay your dues. One of the first thing you do is sales, business development. And I went like, okay. <laughs> so that's what actually encouraged me to go into sales at that point. And yeah, sales was tough, you know, meeting targets. And yeah, um, the good part about the sales is that I had, I was fortunate enough to go into companies that had very supportive management. So um, even if you had to sell the product, you'd have to take a series of trainings so you'd um, properly understand the product. So I had to train. Um, That was my first exposure to business intelligence. I used Tableau and eventually, you know, other technology click and the rest. So while I was selling, I was also 
training myself. Um, I actually forgot to mention while I was in AppTech, that was the first time I took a Microsoft exam. So that's when I got my MCSD. I think I was like 18 or 19 then. And I got my MCSD. Then that same year, I also got my SCJP when there was the Sun Java. At that time, I think I was really crazy about programming. <laughs> <laughs> so um, these were new additions to, um, for me. Um, the certifications, um, I kept moving in sales, sales. Then I got to another organization. I started out as a business analyst. Um, after I had a chat with the CEO and he was like, okay, um, what do you like to do? What's your passion? And I went like, I want to create solutions. I want to be part of digital transformation journeys for organizations. I don't just want to um, prefer these solutions. I also want to be a part of that journey. I see myself as an IT strategist. IT strategy is what I want to do. Probably in Nigeria, you'd call it consulting, but I call it IT strategy. So I started out as a business analyst. Then eventually I became a product manager. So being a product manager was, um, that was my first time as a product manager. And it was more like I was dropped into the ocean and I had two options, either swim or you die. <laughs> you know, so that's how I got into product management. I had to learn all the ropes and I found that it was something I was really passionate about. Mm -hmm. I loved creating products from scratch. I loved, um, you know, drafting all these templates working on pricing, creating data sheets from scratch and all. It was um, a very interesting journey for me. So yeah, that's where I am right now. Wow. You know, you tell me this story, so matter of fact, as if it was nothing, but it's such a great and amazing journey you have behind you already at your young age. So I'm, I'm really impressed. So this, this is really, really interesting and inspiring. Thank you for telling us. And I would not have uh, known about it if I hadn't asked you about your college and how many women are there. So yeah, this is a great story, especially, you know, looking at the situation that you are in as a woman in tech in, in Africa and and, and you know and a young woman as well so so you have done so many things I'm I'm really I'm just blown away <laughs> um yeah and and looking at um what you have encountered and the journey you have gone through what would you recommend young women do if they were you know like like 17 18 at that point when you went to Aptech what would you recommend to them what tips would you give them Okay, so um, the first thing I'd say is, um, no matter what happens, you have to be very confident. Mm -hmm. You have to be very confident in yourself because you are going to meet a lot of people that will talk you down, especially when you are that age. Yeah, the age where everybody thinks they know what is best for you. You need to realize that some people actually want to help you and probably know what is best for you because they just have that gift or they are experts. So you need to learn how to separate the voice from the noise. Mm -hmm. There's the noise, so you need to pick out that voice and separate it from the noise. That's the first thing I would advise. Separate the voice from the noise, really. Yes, this is very um, mm -hmm. Yes, then the second thing is to actually be willing to explore, keep an open mind. Um, at that age, you are interested in a lot of things. You're seeing people do things and you say, oh, you want to do this because it's like a lot of people doing it and making money. You understand? You also want to do that because it seems like it's a trending thing to do right now. 
Um, I suggest, you know, there's this saying that goes like, when you turn your passion to income, <laughs> you don't see your job as a job anymore. It's like, you're just having fun and making money. I won't lie to you. A lot of people say, oh, it's about passion and all, but income is very important. <laughs> income is very important. I'm not going to lie to anybody. Money is important. So the best thing I would tell people to do is you have hobbies, you have passions. Don't underestimate that. When you're going into tech, just look at a way to make your passion something tech-related, especially if you're interested in tech. Mm -hmm. If you like to draw, look at graphics. There's UI, UX, you know. There are so many things that have to do with different passions. Some ladies are considering, you know, I've encountered a couple of ladies that go like, I sew, um, I sew, I'm a tailor, you know, I'm a fashion designer. What do I have to do with tech? And I go like, sister, that's where your money is. There's so many, there's so many tools, there's software you could use. You know, there's AI, you know, that could help you actually look at somebody's figure and figure out the best design that would complement that person's shape. You know, there are just a lot of things to do. So just create that niche for yourself. You have a hobby, look for, you want to go into tech. Yes, I know you want to program. Most people, when I tell people um, I study computer science, I'm into tech, the first thing they say, oh, yeah, hacker. <laughs> you know oh yeah a programmer and i just go like tech is tech is so broad there are lots of things you can do you understand so just look for where your interest lies because if you are not interested in it and you go into it because other people are doing it you'll get bored yeah yeah definitely get bored and at some point you ask yourself is this really for me you need to figure out what do you really want to do do you like working with data do you like to bring numbers to life Mm -hmm. You have data science there. Do you want to be a hacker? Okay, you have your <laughs> software development there. You know, there are so many things to do with tech. Do you like colors? Do you like to design? Do you want to animate? Do you want to be able to create cartoons and the rest? You have animation there. There are so many things. Tech is so broad. It's not confined to just software development mm -hmm. or data science. You know, there are just a lot of things. I feel at that age, you should explore. Yes. You should take a look at everything. Then while you're doing that, also look at your hobby. You have a hobby. There's definitely something you like to do outside of tech. Look for a way to bring that hobby into tech and trust me, you'll be pleasantly surprised. Yeah. So I think those are the two major things. Yeah, these two things are so important. You know, the, the one thing you said to, to discern between the noise and the voice, the important yes. one, because, you know, everybody's constantly telling you who you are, what you should be, blah, 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 blah. But there are some people who can definitely help you with their advice. Try to find out who those people really are and don't forget the rest. And the second thing about the exploring, I love that so much as well, because I think what most people don't understand is our world is so digitalized now that anything you enjoy doing has some uh, connection to tech. And you exactly. Your niche, you know, and as you said, if you're sewing, there is something you can do with tech. If you like to, to paint, you might become an animation specialist or whatever. So there's so much things and you don't have to say it's either tech or so thank exactly. you so much yeah, for that yeah, very important um, addition to, to our conversation. And thank you for giving me your time. Unfortunately, we're already at half an hour and even a little bit more. I would love to continue <laughs> to talk to you because I have so many more questions. But oh, definitely. Thank you. Pam. Yes.
So thank you very much. I enjoyed this. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure.